Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Source Financia, host of the Main Channel Podcast, and the host of the Source Financia YouTube channel, of course, back with another one. This episode, I'm going to be talking about how to prepare for a crowdfunding campaign from a sourcing and manufacturing perspective. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. All right, so I think it's super common that when people launch crowdfunding campaigns, they sort of, uh, when we're talking about physical products, they sort of forget how important it is to be prepared from a manufacturing standpoint because they're so focused on creating this cool campaign and trying to get people on board and try to get as much backers as possible. And of course, that's like the whole point of the campaign is, you know, you want to raise money. But at the end of the day, a product has to be produced from the money that you make. So if you're not prepared from a sourcing manufacturing side side of things, uh, your business could fail before it even starts. Some notable examples are Coolest Cooler, which I think raised over $20 million. I think it was the largest crowdfunding campaign ever, or at least Kickstarter ever at the time. It was like four or five years ago. And I'll talk a little bit more about some of the points that I'm going to mention, this four points specifically, are some of the mistakes that these guys made. But you know, despite them raising so much money, they weren't prepared from a manufacturing standpoint and i think to this day four years later like i think they still haven't fulfilled most of their their backers so yeah i mean it it can be a gift and a curse like if you don't prepare from a manufacturing standpoint and you raise a shit ton of money doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna end up with a successful business so that being said the four main points i want to make are people tend to focus on marketing and not the sourcing they tend to overcomplicate their first product. They don't allocate enough time for uh, the manufacturing process and, and take into consideration all the sort of bumps and ups and downs that go through the process of actually making a product for the first time. And because of poor planning, they tend to not have enough of a budget for their manufacturing or sort of the ancillary services that are involved in producing a product. All right, so point number one, focusing on uh, marketing and not sourcing. So, I mean, it's a natural thing. A crowdfunding campaign is essentially a whole marketing campaign. But the thing is, before you even launch your campaign and you need to, even before you you finalize your design of your product, you need to know if your products, if this is a product that can actually be produced. So you have to be communicating and researching suppliers very early on in the design process. Like before you even think about launching a campaign, you should be... You know, you have your design, you have your product, like you you have your initial, let's say, um, drawing on a piece of paper, then it goes to 2D, then 3D CAD. You should be contacting and talking to suppliers during that CAD process because it's one thing to hire a designer who can make an, a beautiful design of a product. Um, it's another thing to design for manufacturing. Just because something has been produced by a, an engineer doesn't mean that the actual factories can make it. And it's important to get factories involved early on in the process. On top of that, during that process of uh, going through the design for manufacturing, you also need to be creating or at least attempting to create reliable functioning prototypes. So a lot of times people launch crowdfunding campaigns just off of a 3D drawing or a non-functional prototype. 
But that's a recipe for disaster because if you launch your campaign and you're promising that it's going to take, the delivery will be in five months and you haven't even made a functioning prototype, there's no way that that's an accurate production date unless unless, unless the product is super simple and, and you know doesn't involve too much more work. Like you have to try to make a, a functioning prototype. Like the functioning prototype is going to help your factory understand how difficult or how easy it is to make this product and that's going to give you and also the costs involved that's going to give them a better and more accurate idea of how long it's going to take to produce what the materials are involved like a lot of times um even something as simple as like what one of our clients launched a campaign and it was uh yoga shorts something as simple as just getting the right materials like these are just normal yoga shorts not your normal but these are just the materials that they were using are normal, but it was unusual. The blend was unusual for a lot of factories. So even just understanding that early on, knowing that it might take a while for factories to source the materials, that stuff is important. And, and that you only learn that when you start going through the actual prototype phase. So I think it's extremely important to get that kind of stuff done. And obviously, in the process for a factory, in the process of creating a prototype, they know what the production costs are also going to be, and it will give you a better idea of how much you need to you need to know how much money you need to raise for your campaign, right? So, you're not going to know what the production costs are, a hundred percent until you start going through that full DFM process before you launch your campaign. So, extremely, extremely important, and this is something that I see. A lot of times with clients approaching me when they've launched their campaign or they're just about to launch their campaign and they don't have like a solid factory lined up um, they don't have a reliable prototype and inevitably they end up you know delaying their their deliveries point number two over complicating your first product so again <laughs> understand that this is the first time this product is being made and i understand a lot of times people come up with uh, you know amazing products and has amazing features going back to the coolest cooler point that i made earlier it's the first time you're making this product man so like to the idea that the coolest cooler had like 20 different functionalities and it, it looked awesome but from a manufacturing standpoint like each one of those functions each one of those items in the the cooler has to be molded has to like that each one of those parts is almost like creating its own product and doing it on the first version on a mass scale there's just a it's a recipe for disaster like there's going to be electrical issues there's going to be molding issues there's going to be so many different things so my recommendation always is if you have an idea of what your your product is and let's say it has multiple functions and that's the the usb unique selling point try to in the process of doing your market research and, and talking to the potential backers try to narrow down the most important functions of that product and then try to go with the the, the most the mvp like the minimum viable product because it's also not just the the difficulty of making the product it's also the, the expenses involved the more complicated your product is the more functions it has the more molds it requires the more components it requires to be sourced the more expensive it is going to be to make. So it's better to try to launch and sell your first version. And then, you know, on version two, you can add a little bit more functionality. Also, you'll be more experienced in the manufacturing space. Your factory will be more familiar with the product. So just try to keep it as simple as possible. Try to keep the core functionality, the most important things that make that product unique and attractive to your backers. So this is another very important point, uh, not 
allocating enough time for mass production and the issues that can pop up during a mass production. So going back to the first point that I made, like in the process of creating prototypes, you'll see just even with making a prototype, how many issues you, you might go. You might go through three to four to five different variations of your prototype before you get it close enough. And even then it might not be a hundred percent, right? So just imagine that, but then times 10,000, right? <laughs> if, you, if you have a crowdfunding campaign and you have 10,000 backers and you have to make that product as close as possible to you know, the perfect version of it 10 times over, and it's the first time that this product is being made, there's, there's a good chance that there might be some mistakes made during the, during the production process. And there's unknown unknowns. Like there's things that even the factories won't be able to tell until they start making it on a mass scale. And you have to, I mean, you have to allocate enough time, for, not just for mass production, but for the potential mistakes and the inspections and, and the, you know, the negotiation with the factory when it comes to, if you do find issues in the production and then you have to go back and forth and come up with solutions and, and see how you can fix that stuff. Like the molding, like molds take a long time to create and then they have to be tested. So if you if your factory is telling you that the production is going to be four months, I'd say double that, say eight months to your backers, just to be on the safe side. Because you just never know. It's the first time that the product's being made. And I can tell you, even with the most basic products, there's still issues that pop up. So really try to make sure that you're allocating enough time for mass production. And not just the mass production, but the issues that can pop up during mass production. Last but not least, people don't have a big enough budget for their production. And it's not just, not just the production. It's also if you want to work with professional partners that are going to help you with your manufacturing, you really have to price out everything. So when I say professional partners, I mean manufacturing consulting businesses like Source Financia, like my company. And also knowing that, like I said, if, you, if you're if you told that the production's four months or five months, it could end up being eight. During that time period, if you're working with a consulting business, if you were on like a four or five month contract and then it extends beyond that, will you still have the funds to keep that company on? If there are additional issues with the production and you need to bring on an engineer to help solve some of those issues, will you have the budget for that? If you have to do multiple inspections of the goods, will you be able to, you know, maybe you budgeted for one or two inspections, will you be able to allocate more money for multiple inspections and, and obviously the travel costs involved with sending, you know, an inspector to the facilities? Even figuring out where your factory is located because if your factory is in the middle of nowhere, it's going to be more expensive <laughs> for any consulting company to travel to. So like you have to really understand what's going on with your production and what's going on with your 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 factory. Something I've said I've said to people before is like when you talk to a factory and usually factories are most factories are not in major cities. Let's put it like that. They're either adjacent or they're close or you know they're a couple hours away from the major cities they will use a major city in their name because that's just a common thing with businesses in china but it's also just a way for people to recognize where they are because obviously china is such a, a large country so if a factory says shenzhen you know electronics company for example they might not actually be in shenzhen they might be like an hour outside of shenzhen shenzhen a perfect example of shanghai like there's so many factories that say shanghai blah 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 but they're like two hours away from shanghai so you really have to understand like where they're located because it could be more expensive to travel there 
especially if they're in a very remote area like i said if you're hiring a consulting company not just budgeting for the what you think the production is going to be but budgeting beyond that if if things get delayed or things uh, stretch out further the manufacturing issues may be you have to go to multiple iterations of prototypes or golden samples that could that could raise your production costs maybe the factory during the time period between when you contacted the factory and you started working on the projects and your crowdfunding campaign raw material costs go up during that whole time period and by the time you you've raised your money and you're ready to start the campaign the per unit cost is 10-15% more expensive than it was before maybe you launch a campaign and it's bigger than you thought it was going to be and you have backers that are in remote areas and now the shipping costs uh, if you want to ship to them express or the sh- is, is going to be more expensive or more difficult than you initially anticipated maybe there's some sort of natural disaster like covid which limits the factory staff and you need to help hire more factory workers to 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 speed up the production like there's so many different things that can happen so you need to make sure that you understand how your product's going to be made and you if you go through the prototyping phase if you go through the dfm phase with the factory getting accurate costs on production is extremely important before you launch your campaign and then also budgeting for ancillary services and partners that you might need uh, whether it's like i said you know hiring factory workers hiring a consulting company like myself uh, quality control shipping maybe hiring an, a, an engineer to help with solving some of the production issues so yeah i mean it's really important like people just uh, a lot of times um, people that i talk to or potential clients or clients they're very much focused on the campaign and and they don't think about these things so it's a, it's important to really really understand the stuff otherwise you're going to end up in a coolest cooler type situation or you know or worse you just don't have enough money to finish your production like uh, and then you just can't even start your production or your production stalls halfway through so yeah um, so the four points that i made were focusing on marketing and not sourcing that was an extremely important point don't overcomplicate your first product first production the first version you need to allocate enough time for mass production and not just mass production but the potential issues that can pop up during mass production and then the last one was not planning ahead and not allocating a big enough budget for your production and not just the mass production again but the services around the manufacturing so yeah those are four points on how to prepare for crowdfunding launch from a sourcing and manufacturing perspective hope you guys enjoyed the video like comment share subscribe 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 and i will see you guys next week hey what's up guys thanks for listening to this episode of the main cheddar podcast if you want to reach out to us that's podcast at sourcefinancial.com if you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched that's sourcefinancial.com slash made in china and be sure to also check out our youtube channel source by nasia all one word cheers yo i don't really like to but um yo i don't really like to but um i put the smack down like it's rehab make sure that there's no relapse with these cats Y'all cowards couldn't rap this dope with a zigzag i let my lips drag spitting with that big swag it's sad all these wannabes Wanted to be Jay, then K West, wanna be star of the rock, kid you not Sean Connery, but like the rock, I'm surrounded by watery flow, still it really don't bother me. Fake ballers, weak game, less polish than Ben Wallace's while I breathe. Quality music getting quality spins. Y'all